Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Sue McAndrew, who has just given the Mental Health Nurse Academics Lecture here at MHNR 2019. Uh, Sue is Professor of Mental Health and Young People at Salford University. How are you feeling, Sue? Um, nervous about your taser. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for those listening, my microphone looks a bit like a taser, but it really isn't. Um, so yeah, that was great. I thought it was really nice. I've, I've seen, I think that was the fourth time I've seen a MHNA lecture. Right. And it was really different from other lectures. Oh, good. good. And it was different um, partly because you started off by kind of looking back across your career and thinking about your own history and moments that have been pivotal for you. Mm-hmm. So um, people can watch the the live stream and see the Barnsley Working Men's Club they anecdote. Yeah. Don't miss that. Um, but also because you, you wove in a lot of stories stories of young people affected by social deprivation and trauma mm. and mental illness um, and particularly young carers there was a really moving section where you had some young carers interviewing each other yeah so tell us about that work and how you got into that okay um we so a few years ago now we worked with the local young carers to look at their mental health and to look at what perhaps could be done to support them to enhance the mental well-being um we had some meetings with them and they were part of we we had a conference day um for young service users and young carers actually um it was split between them the day and they came with some um really fascinating stories about about their caring role and it is a very complex role so the you know while we might think as adults well this shouldn't be happening we shouldn't have young carers in actual fact the role um has meaning in the life and to take that role away is really difficult there was one young lad who talked about uh, when we did the conference day he talked about how he cared for his father there was just him and his father and how when his father became less depressed and became more sociable and going out more, he actually had no time for his son. And his son then was left feeling very lonely and isolated because his role had gone. And the same for the girl who spoke today on the um, piece that we heard. You know, she she was very defensive of her mum, wasn't she? She said she she was really happy that she had a mum. It didn't matter that she was caring for a mum. She was looking after two younger siblings. Um, she was really happy that she had a mum. And even when her grandma, her grandma started um, complaining about her mother. She was defensive of her. And I think that's really important for us to learn that, you know, the, the easy answer is stop youngsters caring. But actually, that's a very complex thing to do because the role's very complex. Well, the numbers you had in your presentation mm. were quite shocking. What are the estimates mm. for how many young carers there are in this country? There's 195,000, it's recorded, young carers. But... Um, I think as I showed on the presentation, um, 
Professor Saul Becker has done lots of work around this and the estimates are more to 700,000. You know, and as young as four years old caring for a parent or a sibling, it's quite astonishing, really. And is that going up, do you think, because there's just very poor access to mental health services generally and so these sorts of responsibilities are falling on family and friends more? Um, I think that's part of it, a problem in accessing services. As we've seen this week, there's been a problem with prescriptions, people being on long-term prescriptions for years. So I think a lot, well, I don't know, but a proportion of these people will be seen in primary care by GPs, might have seen some a psychiatrist at some point years ago, been put on medication, can't... Um, think for themselves are sluggish, slow, all the usual things of psychiatric medication and the children end up caring for them. The other thing is lots of youngsters caring for mothers with mental illness, they're often in one parent families so that's another thing perhaps factor that needs taking into account. What advice would you give to people that work with young people, so you know I'm thinking particularly of school staff who may yeah. or may not know that the young person has carers responsibilities what do you think those people can do to better support and make kind of reasonable adjustments for young people yeah there's been they've been quite active in Salford young carers and they have gone into most of the schools in Salford and have good relationships with them to identify young carers and it's getting the youngsters to come forward and and of course I think the other thing we have to consider is some of the youngsters won't think of themselves as a carer um, so they wouldn't report it because they don't see it's any different to what anybody else is doing <clears throat> so I think educating schools and having people identified in schools that can offer them some support and hopefully in the um, new NHS plan one of the um, initiatives to be introduced is mental health support workers in schools, school mental health support workers. And I think the training for that has been commissioned and I think starts around the beginning of 2020. Um, can't remember how long it is, but by 2021 we should be seeing some teams in school because lots of youngsters don't know where to go in school for support. And even the girl who talked about herself harming that project, um, a lot of them d didn't know where to go. They all, they all said at the end, what we need are posters in school about self-harm. They said we know where to go if we're smoking and how to give up smoking. We know where to go if we're drinking. We know about drugs. But actually the biggest problem is self-harm and there's nothing about it. And they were saying if we could have posters up and perhaps some discrete, discrete cards or a phone number, they could get them and phone somebody and get some advice or whatever. But that's never happened. It's interesting, isn't it? Because mm. there were quite a few occasions during your talk where you said, you know, this is not rocket science. The stuff that we need to do, yeah. the stuff that young people want is really basic, mm. you know. 
Um, and actually, you know, you're talking about the longer term plan as well and all these new initiatives, you know, 24-7 crisis care and yeah. integrated perinatal care and nurses in ambulances and all this sort of stuff. Well, um, it feels like that's a long way off to me, um, yeah. partly because of all the political stuff that's going on at yeah. the moment. But actually, you know, who do you think is going to deliver all that stuff? What role do you think nurses are going to play in that? Um, the other one is mental health nurses working more with homeless, I think, as mm. well. So, you know, just logically, if you think mental health nurses form the biggest part of the workforce, then surely they've got to be the ones delivering some of this. Or you get people that haven't got as much insight and they do shortened courses does that actually give the quality of service that we want in these areas so I think that, that there's um, lots of work there for mental health nurses to be involved with my worry is like I said at the end what how much input have the NMC had with the new plan in terms of okay this is the plan these are the problems this is what we're going to do about it these are all the initiatives now how do we prepare the nurses so they can deliver that plan and i'm not convinced that last bit's taking place so what kind of skills do you think mental health nurses lack to deliver that stuff i think they lack some of the it's not rocket science skills so some of the counselling skills um, in my present job I'm, I work part time so I do two days a week and obviously the, the main part of the job is research I don't have a lot to do with undergraduate nurses but I know from colleagues they're learning all sorts of things like how to pass a nasogastric tube how to um, do CPR, all those how to feed babies. But what they're not doing is developing their skills, how to listen to people, how to hear what's being said, how to be empathic, how to um, deal with silence, how to make sense of somebody's illness in terms of the context of their story in which that's occurred and that to me is the essence of mental health nursing because if you don't get that right people get treated at a superficial level without taking account of what's going on in their lives so what's the solution to that is that a a training workforce issue or is it broader than that do you think i think it's I think it could start with the training workforce issue and I think if we look at the three-year mental health nurse training if half of that went to skill development of those types of skills that they're allowed to practice throughout those three years within the university in a safe environment where they can get feedback if it they've not done it quite right where they can learn how to speak to people how to respond to people um, 
and not be frightened of you know lots of nurses have said when I when I did teach undergraduate nurses they'd say oh not ask that because it'll open a can of worms well that's what it's about isn't it that's what people want permission to talk about what's happened to them in the past so asking about trauma asking about Trump, suicidal yeah. thinking for yes, example yes exactly yeah people are generally relieved to share that or oh, that's been my experience and while I worked in when I worked in Leeds I worked in Leeds for 17 years at the university I work one day a week at a GP surgery in clinical practice seeing what um, is colloquially termed as uh, people with common mental health problems. Those people had very complex mental health problems that actually had been ongoing for a number of years but often when you ask them uh, about the past and they were relieved to share that or to share that they had thoughts of suicide, that they'd felt that desperate. So for a novice nurse, it can feel like I'm opening a can of worms. But actually, I think if we better prepared them in terms of, I suppose, counselling skills, for want of a better phrase, um, they might be more, feel more confident in opening that can of worms and knowing that they can work with people. And there's all sorts of models, isn't there? This CBT and mindfulness and all sorts of things like that, which the skills can be framed under. But I think for nurse preparation, for mental health nurse preparation, that's really important. Congratulations on giving the lecture. I think it went around really well. All right, and thank I hope you. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you. Mm -hmm.